best laid plans with mice and men, right? <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Service Industry. Uh, I'm your host. My name is Bill. I'm here again tonight with Miss B. Hello. So welcome back. To change up tonight over what we've been kind of talking about, I had a conversation with an acquaintance that kind of threw a little bit of shade on some of the things that we were sharing in the podcast. Um <laughs> basically kind of referring to our conversations as like pointing out Karen's and Kevin's and whatnot. But in the conversation, there were a few things that kind of came away from it that I thought, Hey, you know what? There's some validity to this. So let's dive into some of these things. One of the things that had been brought up was why hotels don't renovate. So I thought that was actually a pretty good question. So let's talk about that for a little bit. In my experience with renovations, most hotels don't really see necessarily a boost in sales and whatnot from renovations. It's really more about keeping up with uh, standards and expectations and whatnot. But renovations are not cheap. They're expensive. And when you start dealing with a hotel with all of those rooms, you're not talking about a little bit of paint here and there and a little bit of carpet. You're talking about millions of dollars and huge timelines. Most of the time when a hotel is looking at going under renovation, it's a process that starts about a year before any work actually begins at the hotel. Property I'm at right now actually has conversations going on from ownership about a renovation at the beginning of next year. Okay, so that's good, right? But to get from here, where the conversation is talking about having the renovation to actually having the renovation, there's things like designers that have to be brought in to design the room. There's architects that have to come in to, you know, do the measurements and the calculations, so on and so forth. You know, everything has to be manufactured. Very little is manufactured in the U.S. as far as the furniture goes. It all comes from overseas. Wait, you don't just go to Ikea and get the furniture? Yeah, you load it in your car (laughs) and take it home and start assembling with an Allen wrench. I need 600 bed frames. And can your guy, you know how you pay to have it installed? Can we pay him to install all 600? Yeah, it's only $29 per piece. (laughs) That would be great. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, renovations are not just something that you run down to your local home improvement store and pick out your paint and all that kind of stuff. Not for a hotel anyway. No. Um, You know, for example, one of the hotels that I was at was a 200-room hotel. It had a $4 million renovation, which you do the math and carry the zero and everything else. And it's, you know, $20,000 per room, which that's pretty, that's, that's a sizable amount of money. But the reality is that only about 25% of that was for the cost of materials. The rest of it is the labor. It's yeah. storage. It's disposal. It's the shipping. It's A, B, C, D all the way down the line. And $15,000 of that goes to kind of the ancillary costs of the renovation itself. So it's not cheap. No. And besides the fact it's not cheap, it just takes so much time to get all these things, make them happen. And God forbid you want to change something or move something. If you even move a pillar, do you know how many permits and people and inspections that have to happen? How long and expensive that takes? Oh, yeah. It's wild. Well, uh, so the hotel that you and I had worked at together when they were trying to plan that renovation, there was a piece of furniture that had to be completely redesigned because our ironing boards, the legs were wider than what the furniture piece had been designed for. Oh, man. And it held things up because the ironing boards we had had a leg that was like three inches wider than the one that had been designed for. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Little things like that. And you don't know until, no matter how well you plan, how much you measure, the items get in there and it's like, oh, guess what? That doesn't work. Yeah. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Um, We need all new. They did that 
at my last property the shower doors you know it was one of those wooden barn door sliding things Mm -hmm. and it was they hadn't thought of this but when uh you open the the entryway door the door was just a little bit too thick so you know you design all these pieces and everything's measured quite properly but they hadn't thought of when you open the flipping front door it would hit the bathroom door if the bathroom door was shut so you couldn't enter the room if the bathroom door was shut so they had to completely Oops. redesign all the shower doors and that delayed all the rooms coming back because they had to get temporary doors to redesign the shower doors. Oops. Right. And that's all a cost. It, it all falls into the renovation cost, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, and, and that takes us to something else. And that is when a piece of furniture is damaged by a guest, you oh. can't run down to your to your point, you know, your Ikea or whatever and pick up a new one. It's all custom furniture. It's all made overseas. You know, so, you know, somebody graffitis into the kitchen table. Number one, I'm going to charge you. But number two, how do I now fix that table? Well, Bill, I'm going to be a guest. And let's say they're listening to this and they don't understand. Uh, Why does it need to be a custom furniture? Why don't you just go to a store and buy 600 of them? Uh, Because that's not how it works. (laughs) I mean, everything is designed with a theme dictated by the brand, not, not trying to throw shade or anything like that, but most of the brands will say, here's your packages. So you can have package A, B, C, or D, but it has to fit this decor style, this theme, you know, that bar top table that I can pick up at Ikea doesn't fit the theme of the room. It doesn't fit the mandate of the brand. And also that Ikea furniture is not going to hold up to how many guests come in and out of those rooms on a daily basis. Like uh, what you use in your house will not work in a hotel. What? You mean press board's not good enough? (laughs) It's got to be solid wood. It has to be a steel frame chair. I don't understand. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and, and I think that that's to go further down this rabbit hole, you know, when it comes to like the carpet in the room, the carpet's all custom milled. You can't go down to a carpet supply place and pick up a few yards or to redo a single room. It has to be custom milled. You know, one of the hotels that I was at, we had exactly that issue. And I'd been through enough renovations leading up to it that I knew that. So when the renovation was being planned, we actually pre-ordered additional material, specifically for the sofa beds. The hotel that I was at, we had a uh, upholstery place that was nearby that I actually ended up giving them the bolt of material. They took measurements of all of our sofas. And whenever we had a guest that damaged a sofa, I would just send them an email or give them a call and say, Hey, I need X sofa cushion. And three or four days later, they would drop off a totally brand new cover for me. Wow. Which was great because, you know, there was times that I had people that would let their kids stab the cushions with steak knives and things like that. Or Dougie hiding a stash. Or a druggie hiding his dash, yeah. His football bag of weed. <laughs> no, that was just left in the room All right. pretty obviously. But, you know, th- that, that takes us into the conversation point about what do we charge for these kind of things? Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that sofa cover that got stabbed with a steak knife, for me to get that done was about $100 in labor costs. And that was with me providing the material. Yeah. You know, so when I would charge a guest even just a flat amount to cover the cost people would lose their minds. Well, I'm not the one that let my kid stab the sofa with a knife or a pencil or, you know, draw on the vinyl with an ink pen or what have you. You're responsible for those things. Yeah. You know, I actually, I opened 
the Legoland property a million years ago. And we had a very hefty deposit when you checked into the rooms and the guests would not understand why there was such a huge incidental hold placed on their cards. But inside each one of those rooms is a Lego built figure, like a, a statue made of Legos. And it would happen that people would damage it because, you know, there's children in the room and they do something mm-hmm. and they break it. And the fee to get that replaced and guests would be like, well, it's just Legos. Can't you just stick it back on? And it's like, no, that's someone's time that has created that sculpture and it's taking all that time to not only build it, but then to, to secure it. And it's it's a whole process. And that's that's essentially someone's artwork they just destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then it's very expensive to replace it. It's mind-blowing to me that guests will damage a room and then dispute the cost to repair it. <laughs> what are you, why are you charging me $50? Because I spilled stuff and destroyed one sheet. Well, Yeah. Well, so, or even more basic than that, I had a guy at a hotel that they broke a lamp. So our team went in to clean the room on departure. We go in to find a ceramic lamp smashed in the middle of the room. Oof. It's a lamp. I'm not going to charge them an outrageous amount of money. I think we charged them 75 bucks. That's fairly reasonable. Right? That's what I thought. It was an older lamp. Um, couldn't replace it with a like lamp because they just simply didn't make them. And it was I think too you lowballed that. Too far. Oh, t- absolutely. It should have been like two or three times that yeah. minimum. Um, but we were not able to source a lamp that was exactly like that anymore. It was too far past the prior renovation. So that was literally like you know jump online and find a lamp that's reasonably close and so on and so forth that guy got so angry like ballistically angry he complained to the brand he complained to the hotel he flamed us on every single review site that he could possibly find claiming that they didn't break the lamp well how did you not break the lamp when it was in the middle of the room smashed on the floor upon your departure Oh I'm not God. I'm not saying that, you know, you broke the the switch or that, you know, the light socket was bad. Your kids knocked the lamp over in the middle of the room and shattered it. Oh my God. But that's unrealistic for us to charge you seventy five bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and I feel like people often forget that there there's a level of, of behavior that needs to be upheld. You mm-hmm. know would you have a guest come into your house? stain your carpet, damage your furniture, and just be like, okay, well, you know, hopefully you'll come back and see us again soon. (laughs) No, you would want your damages covered. No, you go into someone's house and you throw up on their sofa. You offer to pay to clean that sofa. Most people would. (laughs) But when you go into a hotel, you just think, no, this is just, I can stain whatever sheets, throw up on whatever sofa, and that should just come with the cost that you paid for the room. Yeah, it's it's that mentality of like, you know, you get a rental car and you drive it like you stole it. Why? People have that same mentality with hotels. Well, it's not my house, so I'm going to act the way I want. I'm paying $300 to do whatever I want to this room. Yeah. No. It doesn't work out that way. No. You know, I mean, you mentioned a hefty deposit, right? Yeah. Okay, so think about it this way. Most hotels will charge you about $50 a night incidental hold. So... You know, let's say you're there for three nights. So they put $150 authorization on your credit card. What can you replace for 150 bucks? A couple light bulbs. <laughs> Just about. I mean, especially right now. But I mean, yeah. like, you know, you look at reupholstering a sofa. Oh, no way. Okay. So, you know, you stain a sofa that you can't get the stain out, like hair dye 
or you damage it like, you know, pencil wounds or knife cuts, whatever. Even if I had the fabric, you're looking at a minimum of 800 to to $1,000 to have it reupholstered. Yeah, and then don't forget about the time the room is out of order because you can't sell it. Lost revenue. Yeah. You know, same thing goes with smoking in a room. People complain nonstop. I'm sure you get it all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, $250 because I smoked in the room? That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I can't sell that room for the next four days till we get it neutral again. So I'm losing $1,200 to charge you $250. It's still I had not to, fair. Yeah, no, and I actually had to just walk a guest through that. Um, our rooms are fairly more expensive and a lot of them start off at about 500 a night and they all have balconies. And he said, you know, I smoked outside. I don't get why you're charging me all this. And it's like, well, you smoked outside, but the door was open because your entire room smells like smoke. Now I have to put it out of order until it stops smelling. And it's usually around two to three days. That room goes for 500 bucks a night. I just lost $1,500. So yes, you're getting charged. I think our smoking fee is like about $500 mm-hmm. and that's only one night that it's out of order and not counting all the times that, you know, we're spraying it, we're going in there, but you're losing us money. We're charging you a fraction of the cost that we're losing out because you needed your cigar on the yeah, balcony. Well, I mean, you know, forget the fact that California law says that you can't smoke in the building at all. The brand says every room is non-smoking. You can't smoke in the room at all. And then you you know, you, you make the decision on your own to just smoke in the room. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> you know? I'm sorry, dude. Although I was going to say, do you do that in your own home? But I guess these people just might. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. Um, you know, which it's funny, you know, you talk about behavior like smoking on the balcony and such, you know, on Sunday I had to go out and talk to a guy who was smoking a cigar at the pool. <laughs> okay. If he would have been out there by himself, I really wouldn't have had a problem with him smoking out there. There's no other, uh, smoking area at the hotel that you can sit. It's, it's all kind of, you know, standing room and it's, it's really not the most conducive for being there for a long period of time. So if it would have just been him at the pool, I would have been probably okay with it. But you know, the whole pool area is full of families and kids. So I'm not going to let him just sit there and smoke. I'm going to address it. The irony was, is that he was literally sitting in front of the no smoking sign. (laughs) Ah. Should have taken a picture and then showed it to him. And do you, do you see a problem here? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to be that petty, but you know, <laughs> I, I let the guy know, Hey, look, you know, I'm sorry that the pool area is non-smoking. And instead of apologizing, it was, well, where am I supposed to go? Well, there's designated smoking areas. You're choosing to sit here and smoke. Would you like me to walk you there? Yeah, that was pretty much about where I was going to go. He took offense to the fact that I was asking him to just play by the rules. Yeah. You know, ab- abide by the fact that it's a non-smoking area and be courteous to the rest of the guests. So I was about to say, it's not even the fact that it's a rule and you're breaking it because that's one point. But then there are children here. This is a family environment. Secondhand smoke. Do you know how damaging that is? It's more damaging mm-hmm. to the people around you than it's to you. These kids are not choosing to smoke, but you are forcing that upon them. That's not fair to them. No. You know, it made me think about the fact that oftentimes we are put into situations where we have to be the bad guy. Yeah. I've always trained our front desk agents to be yes people. You know, so if you have a request, if you have a need, the front desk is trained and capable of helping you and saying yes. When it goes beyond what they can say yes to, that's when it comes to us. Yeah. And we're here to say no. Yeah. You know, so we're constantly put into a position where we have to say no to a single person and risk upsetting them for the greater good. 
Mm -hmm. Because if I have 200 rooms or, you know, whatever your number of rooms, and I've got one person that's being disruptive, I'm going to ask that person to leave the hotel. Because, you know, why am I going to sacrifice 199 other guest experiences for that one person that doesn't feel that the rules apply to them? Yeah. You know, and that was kind of the way it was with this guy that was smoking a cigar at the pool. You know, well, why do I have to leave? sorry, I, I have to make a list for you. It's, it's a non-smoking <laughs> area. It's designated. There's kids that are playing. Go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I feel like it's an argument we heard a lot of too during the pandemic, even with masks when they were required and people are like, you know what? That's your choice. You want to wear a mask. Why do I have to wear one? Yeah. It's not a law. Yeah. And having to explain to people how their actions affect others. I just never thought I'd have to have that conversation so many times. And that's still prevalent even with smoking. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to stop smoking? It's my choice. It's my body. I want to smoke. Well, think about how you're affecting everybody else around you. Yeah, it's my room. Why do I have to turn down the music? Yeah. I am paying for this room. I get to party as loud as I want. Okay. So are you going to pay for all the other rooms on this floor? Are you going to pay for those? Are you going to rent them all out? No. You just want this room? Okay, well, your music is occupying all these other rooms. Mm -hmm. So unless you want to pay to occupy those rooms as well, you need to keep the noise so you can only hear it in this room. Mm -hmm. What what makes me laugh about those is a lot of times you get those people that are like, you know, oh, this person absolutely is doing the wrong thing. And then they do the wrong thing themselves. (laughs) And when you bring that to their attention, it's like, why are you bringing this to me? Uh, Because you're doing the wrong thing. Like what? Well, party in the room is, is a good one. Yeah. Um, how many times we have loud, uh, romantic moments in rooms, <laughs> you know, it's like, just behave. Don't smoke in the rooms. Don't party in the rooms. You know, you're here to stay. You're not here to drive it like it's stolen. <laughs> Somebody else has to stay in it tomorrow. Are you going to pay for it to be occupied tomorrow? Okay. Then it has to be able to be cleaned up within a reasonable amount of time and not affect everybody else around you. Yeah. Well, that, that's another thing that we should talk about too. Cause I mean, departure times. Yes. You know, I mean, your departure time is 11 a.m., 12 12 noon, whatever the case may be. You know, the hotel has a set amount of time. It's a finite amount between the time that you leave and the next guest arrives. Yeah. We've got three or four hours to flip a room. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a high expectation of cleanliness, maybe you should behave a little bit better and leave the room in a little bit better condition for the next guest. Yeah. You know? And one of those things that I I feel like it's good to clarify too, I get asked this regularly, especially on Sundays. It's, well, I know you're not sold out tonight. Sundays are really slow. So why can't I stay until four o'clock? Nobody's staying in here tonight. Mm, That's the same person that has a reservation for today, checking in at four o'clock that comes (laughs) in at 6 a.m. and says, yeah, I've got a reservation for today. I want to check in. And it's like, okay, well, we have X amount of staff. They need to clean X amount of rooms. So that way tomorrow... We don't have to have quadruple the amount of staff, which we it's not even possible to clean that many more rooms. We have the people are already here. They're scheduled here to clean this room. If you do not depart till four or five, that room does not get cleaned and we do not have people to clean it the next day. Mm-hmm. I mean, hotels are not automated. It's all it's all manpower, woman power, people power, people yeah. power. It's all people power. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you know, departure times are not really like a suggested retail price. It's it's a set time. You know, checkout time is noon. You know, and, and I understand you've got rewards members. You've got some guarantees for late checkouts and things like that. But that's 
really more the exception than the rule. Yeah. You know, people they just, only say that because it's only a fraction number of people. Like, it's true. We can manage having a couple 3, 4 p.m. late checkouts. But if everybody had that checkout time, you would not get to check in when you want to check in. No, your room would be ready at six o'clock at night. And, you know, that kind of brings us to one point also along this lines, early check-ins. Mm-hmm. And I have guests, this literally happened yesterday, lose her mind on me because she could not get an early check-in. And to listeners out there, if you really want an early check-in, I get it. I've traveled too. I've driven through the night. We get there really early in the morning and we just want to sleep. I get it. I've been there. But when I, because I've worked at a hotel, when I go to the front desk, I say, look, I know I am super early. I know you definitely probably don't have a room by now, but is there any way when a room becomes available, I don't even care what type of room it is. Any room that's got a bed, I just want to sleep. And most of the time they're able to get me into something Mm semi-early, But if you come up to us and say, I'm demanding an early check-in and I booked this exact bed type, I want the water view and no, I don't want two beds. I want one king. The more specific you get about the exact bedding you want, about the exact view you want, about the exact location you want, like this individual who wanted in a specific room. No, I want 381. No, I don't want any other room. I'm here every other week. What do you mean it's not ready right now? And it's like, well, somebody stayed in there last night. And, you know, we give them the same checkout that you get and we do have to clean the rooms, but early check-ins, it's just not guaranteed. Yeah. Or when the guest says, well, you need to have them move. Oh God. It's like, really? (laughs) Okay. How's that going to go over when a guest says you need to move out of the room that they want? Yeah. It's not going to go over. So how are you going to feel when I tell you, yeah, you're here once a week. I have somebody here three times a week and they like that room too. If we were to use your argument because you're here once a week, we should kick them out. Well, because this other guest is here three times a week, we need to kick you out. Yeah. How would that go over? Oh, God. I Not would, well, I right? smacked. But yeah, the early check-in, late check-out, there's reasons we have these specific times. It gives us enough time to clean all the rooms and clean them to our standards to make it amazing for your stay. If you come in at 6, 7 a.m. and demand to check into a room when people haven't even left, and I have to explain that so many times. Be like, um, they're like, why isn't the room ready? I requested an early check-in. I said, sir, it's 9 a.m. Our check-out isn't till noon. So there's still people in there. Well, when is it going to be ready? Um, When people leave and then we can clean it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you have a time frame i'm sorry sir i don't know what time bob is going to be getting in the shower and then what time he's going to be getting out of here so he's going to wait till checkout time or is going to milk every minute on that clock no i'm not psychic you're gonna have to wait <laughs> you're not <laughs> i know i'm not psychic come on miss b i know i can't tell you exactly what the weather is going to be i can't tell you exactly what room you're going to be in when you want to check in early there's a lot of factors that go into that Yeah. I mean, I haven't had that specific of a complaint in a long time, but I get a lot of the, I'm due to check in today. I want to check in now. And it's like six o'clock in the morning. (laughs) That always cracks me up. I've literally covered a night on a ship that happens. I like, (laughs) I'm confused and disoriented. I'm like, uh, it's 6am. Yeah. Your, your reservation is for tonight checking in at four to depart tomorrow at 11. It's not checking in at 6am today. Have you had, cause again, I've had to cover night audit shifts. Somebody come in at midnight. Oh yeah. At 1am and say, yeah, I'm here to check in for my reservation. I go, um, that's not till tomorrow. And they're like, no, it's technically today. (laughs) I'm just like, no, it's at 4 p.m. tomorrow is check-in time, but I'm, it's still the day. I'm like, no, if you'd like to pay for last night, then you can check in now, yeah. but it's a full mother night. 
Yeah, well, let's take a look at your confirmation because on your confirmation, it shows arrival today at 4 p.m. <laughs> but I'm a rewards member and oh we value God. that and we'll value your reservation at 4 p.m. this afternoon. Yes. A lot of times if hotels have the rooms, they'll do you the solid and get you checked in as early as possible. But it's unrealistic to demand to check in that early. I mean, most of the time, early check-in is a, an hour or two ahead of the scheduled check-in time, not eight hours ahead of that, Yeah, 12 hours ahead of that. It's not going to work. No. And <laughs> again, for a lot of us hotels that are at high occupancy, there's still someone in there. I'm not going to kick them out because you feel entitled to getting an extra six hours out of that room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. My, my favorite is then when they, they start haggling with you over the room rate, too. Oh, God. No. Well, I booked this reservation. Uh, the room rate is at $300, but I'm a AAA member. Well, did you tell that to the reservations at the time of booking? Oh, no. I'm just going to tell you now. Okay. Well, we're going to honor the rate that you booked, but I'm a AAA member. Well, then you can cancel your reservation and rebook it on a AAA rate. Well, how much is that? Well, tonight that would be X amount more than what your reservation is currently at. Yeah. Yeah, but I made this reservation six months ago. Yeah, you probably should have said you were... A AAA member six months ago? Whatever, six months ago, yeah. That's yeah, logic. No, yeah. And then I love, too, that they think, uh, well, I paid X amount last year. Ugh. I get that so much right now. So much. Well, when I was here five years ago, it was only $100. Why is it so expensive now? <laughs> well, I mean, five years of inflation and pandemics and yeah. supply chain shortages and everything else. No, but it's amazing because right now they're comparing it to when we were in the height of the pandemic. And they're oh, like, um, yeah, I, yeah. my room was literally $300 last time I was here. And I said, yeah, we, we were in the middle of, you know, the COVID pandemic with all the restrictions. So the hotel was at a very low occupancy. So demand wasn't as high and supply and demand. Welcome to America. Mm. The rates will be lower when the demand is lower. And now we are sold out almost every single night. So demand higher rates higher yeah but now we've got two things the you've got the the demand is higher and you have supply issues oh and staff oh, and staff our wages are through the roof yeah in order to get someone to check you in in order to get someone to make your bed we now have to pay them l let's avoid hourly rates and just talk percentages no that's what i was about to say is that like double the amount or it's probably not double but no i mean we've seen about a 24 four 25% cost increase on just labor. That sounds accurate. Yeah. You know, and that that's a recurring cost and that's not going to go away when the supply chain issues are fixed. Yeah. Nobody's going to take a pay cut. That's yeah. not how that works. You know, the property that I'm at right now has inclusive breakfast. The cost for breakfast is up like 32%. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's blown budgets that were even kind of recalibrated to anticipate a, an increase but that increase has been so far and away greater than what was expected. We can't even keep up. Yeah. So no, we don't just randomly make up numbers just to put the room rates at. There are many factors that go into it. Just because you paid something however many years ago doesn't mean it's going to be the same this time. Doesn't mean I'm going to honor that rate or anyone. It's not, our computers aren't just like this, some magical thing. We just type in a number and everybody incorporate all, all those people just be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you you want, make your own rate. But I want to haggle. <laughs> okay. Um, let me go ahead and give you driving directions to this great uh, motel down the street. And you could pay much less there. Yeah, but I want to stay here. Oh, okay. Well, that's our rate. 
here you go. No, but you can do better than that. <laughs> go talk to your manager. <laughs> that's my favorite. And then I go, I am the manager. And that's the rate. You know, you said something, I think it was the last time we were here or maybe the episode before, but I'm not going to lie. I flat out stole it from you. And that was the, <laughs> the line about, well, when you have a situation that you can't handle, who do you go to? And your response was what? Um, I can, I can, I can handle, handle the situation. I can handle, yes, I can handle the situation just fine. You just don't like the answer. Exactly. And I have, I have shared that with a few of my team <laughs> and I have used it myself. I love it. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Thank you, thank you for the share. I'm here to inspire the masses with my sass. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, it's not a sassy comment. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's a fact. There's nothing I can't handle just because you don't like the outcome and what I have to say. That's on you, boo. Yeah. Sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. (laughs) You know, let's let's talk just briefly about labor shortages, because that's something that has come up where I'm at right now. And I know that you're dealing with that as well. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had people come in that have been unrelenting about the restaurant that they were at was understaffed. You know, the the car rental place was, you know, bogged down. They didn't have enough people, whatever. And this mentality that hotels are seemingly completely staffed and everything is great and labor shortages don't affect us. Just because people are ready to travel again. And this was with the airlines too. And they say this on the news all the time. Just because everyone is ready to travel, ready to take a plane, ready to go to a hotel, doesn't mean we're ready. No. You know, and like touching on the airline industry, you know, you look at, the fact that uh, air crews were grounded for incredible amount of time during COVID. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, your air crews have certifications that they need to maintain your, yeah. your flight crew, the pilot, the co-pilot, they have hours that they have to log There's simulator time. There's all these things that keep them current so that they can fly your plane. It's not like they just hop in, turn the key and off we go. It's not like you get your driver's license and it just works and that's all you need for X amount of time. No. And you know, if, if I was qualified for a 737, like a specific model, I can't just jump in another one. I can't fly, you know, a 757 or a 767, whatever. There's certifications and training. So when, when COVID eased up and travel began to resume, the, tr- the, the transportation industry couldn't keep up with the demand either. You know, there's a huge backlog on air crews. Yeah. That's why there's so many flight cancellations and delays. They're still trying to get aircraft staffed and pilots re upping their license. And I think it was you that told me about this, but about the weight log there was for pilots and the their simulators. simulators. Yeah. Because they were they were trying to push as many people through as possible and you can only do X amount in X (laughs) So same thing with with pilots and training. It's a process. So with hotels, you know, we went from having just a few rooms occupied or one floor to everyone wanting to stay again and us having to try to find housekeepers to clean the rooms, us to find desk agents to be there to check you in, to answer the phones, to take these reservations. And everyone is right now, everyone is acting and feels like the pandemic is done just because they're over it. But we're still trying to get people. And like this last week, I'm already short staffed as is, and it's because we're having a really hard time finding people, but we're still in COVID. We have a huge wave going out right now that took out uh, over half of my staff. So Sunday morning, I had almost my full team call out and I'm by myself manning the phones and the desk. And this guy comes up and just starts yelling because I missed his wake up call. And I had to explain and be like, I apologize. I, I had some sick call offs and I've been really busy 
and I wasn't able to do your call. And he's like, well, how is that my problem? I'm late now to a meeting because you missed my wake up call. Mm. And without having to say, sir, you know, COVID is still a thing and I'm not able to predict when I'm going to lose four team members due to COVID. And without saying like, dude, I'm doing my best. Yeah. I mean, look, (laughs) without coming off like a complete jerk, uh, let's do a PSA here and just remind everybody you have an alarm on your phone. Why are you calling us to wake you up? How do you do this at home? I mean, your phone is set to whatever time zone you're in. It's accurate to the minute. It's going to go off till you shut it off. Why are you relying on me to personally call you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if I'm the voice that you want to hear right when you wake up in the morning. Bro, get up. (laughs) Why are you still in bed? It's like 9 a.m. Wake up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Responsibility, right? Take responsibility Mm -hmm. for your own actions. Set your own wake up alarm, please. <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? On that thought, let's talk about that guy for a second. What's okay. the right way to complain about that? That's a good question. I mean, I, mean I, I, I got some feedback that we, you know, we're making fun of people that complain. <laughs> and while we are. <laughs> not if you were in our job, you do it. Too. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> look, there, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about just about everything, right? Very true. So what's the right way to complain? Come up to the desk very nicely, say, hey, um, maybe ask what happened. Be like, hey, I had a wake up call for 7 a.m. and I didn't get it and I'm running a little bit late now. Like, do you know what happened? You know, I just, hmm. I don't understand what happened. And then I could very, you know, say, I am so sorry. I've had three people call out. I'm manning the phones, the desk, and I didn't even... I'm the one that's personally supposed to call you at 7 a.m. and I'm doing three other things. I'm so, I'm so sorry. And then you know, just be nice. Be a nice human being. Try to understand. You know, I'm sure you have a job. I'm sure sometimes you've had a crazy day where everything has gone wrong and be understanding and be like, you know what? I totally get it. Like, you know, you, you can't anticipate being people being sick, but I'm running late to my meeting and, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of disappointed with my stay. And then I'd be like, you know what, sir? I totally get it. I'm so sorry you're running late. Can I help you get a ride? Um, are you running off? Did you not have time for breakfast? Can I get you something to eat? And offer to get him a coffee, offer to grab something from the cafe for him. Like mm-hmm. there's a way to talk to people where you don't just throw your keys at them and yell at them and say, what are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. You know, we were, I, w- I was talking about this the other day that, you know, on YouTube, Karen videos are one of the things that get a lot of views, but because it gets a lot of views, people take that as that's how you're, that's how you're expected or allowed to act. And that's just yeah. not the case. No, I just think of it like, to, and I would love to say to the, you know, that older gentleman be like, dude, I am somebody's daughter. Is this how, if your daughter made a mistake or if your daughter, you know, God forbid, got overwhelmed, would you just yell at her and throw your keys at her? Is that how you would talk to her or somebody, you know, no, I'm a human being too. And, mm-hmm. uh, just yesterday I had a lady make my desk agent cry. And it was for the stupidest thing. She just couldn't find a reservation. This lady didn't have a confirmation and she laid into her so that the, she just came running into the back just because this lady was so mean to her. And I went out there and I was just like, you can't talk to people like that. I don't understand that. I mean, do, is it an ego thing? Does it just make them feel good to belittle someone that far down the line that it breaks their spirit and makes them cry? 
I don't, I don't know what goes on in these people's heads. Cause when I come out there and I have this look on my face, that's like, I dare you to yell at me right now. Yeah, and it. I'm just like, is everything okay? And they're like, Oh y- yeah, we, she just couldn't find my reservation. And she didn't dare talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. But then I said, you know, you, you really upset my agent and I want to let you know that it's not okay to talk to people like that. And if that happens again, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, I, I mean, first they always try to like make excuses for their behavior. But then I, I said, no, it's not acceptable. You can't treat people like that. Like I will flat out, I guess I'm a little bit different than some manager. I'll flat out tell you what you did wrong. Tell you that that's not acceptable. And I'll, I'll give you the option to leave. I'll give you the option to correct your behavior or you can get out. And the lady actually did apologize to her. That's a few and far between. I know. Not well, but (laughs) she she was like, oh, I was told, I guess I was a little bossy earlier. (laughs) So I'm calling that an apology. Right. (laughs) And the the desk agent just kind of looked at her like, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, just looked at her like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when it comes from like a booking channel where the guest actually made the reservation themselves you know yeah. y- you go to the website and you type in your name but you misspell it or misspell your email and get mad you didn't get an email confirmation god that happens so often i know email.con or yeah. no but like gmail.con yeah <laughs> yeah well you didn't send the confirmation well we're sending it to the email that's on file can you confirm it <laughs> yeah and yeah we i guess you know we do poke fun at some individuals and things that people have to say. But unfortunately, this is the day ins and day outs of our lives. And a lot of you listening and are in hospitality can relate how often this happens mm-hmm. and how we have to deal with these people and joking about it. It's therapeutic. And hopefully it also shows someone out there, oh, maybe I don't have to just throw keys and yell at people. I can just talk to them like they're a friend or a family or someone I even just know when I'm going to run into again. Mm-hmm. I think the real big takeaway with this is that if you want to complain, that's fine. I encourage you to share the negative. That's how hotels or restaurants or really any business improves is to get the feedback but just be a kind and respectable human you not even be kind just treat others with respect well it's it's the old adage of you know treat people the way you want to be treated okay so if you want me as a customer service agent to listen to you hear you out ask questions to fully understand what's going on then you should be willing as a customer that's unhappy to do the exact same thing. Okay? Amen. Listen to what's being offered. Listen to what the situation overall is. Share your concerns in a constructive way. And let's move forward and make this right. Throwing your keys, yelling, having a temper tantrum does nothing but hurt your cause. Yeah. And telling me that that stained towel has ruined your entire vacation. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't ruined your entire vacation. You're allowing it to ruin your entire vacation. <laughs> oh my God. Like yesterday with this early check-in that I was telling you about. Yeah. She then proceeded to tell me that again, I've ruined her day, which by the way, it's her birthday. She's like, and by the way, it's my birthday and you've ruined my day. And I'm like, I sincerely apologize, ma'am. I, but you are checking in before four o'clock. We did our best to get this room ready. She's like, oh, well, she proceeded to tell me at least three times that I've ruined her birthday. But then she said, but you better not send anything up. I don't want you to send anything up. If you send anything up, I'll turn it away. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't sending you anything. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Happy birthday, mother. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Lay it out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that if people just remembered, they, they need treat to treat people, people, the, people way. the way they want to be treated. Yeah. That complaints and concerns, whatever buzzword you want to put on it would be handled and received so much differently and will be nicer well and more generous <laughs> yeah i mean you know people think that the louder you yell the, the the bigger the scenario is that you make it the more you're going to get 
That's really not the case. No. I mean, it's it's actually kind of the inverse. No. You know, I, I'm going to make... Don't do it. I'm going to do just enough <laughs> to make you go away. And that's it. And sometimes not even that. Be like, you know what? This is all you're getting. You can bark up to whoever you want to bark at. It's it's not going any further than this. Mm-hmm. Well, I want my entire stay comped. I'm not giving you a seven-day stay for free because insert my mediocre problem here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Your stained towels, if you would have brought it to me on day one, I would have fixed it. You can't leave and then bash us in social media and expect me to give you everything that you want. That's just unrealistic. Nope, doesn't work like that. So basically those were kind of the touch points of the person I was talking to. That done and out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about our fun stuff. In the last, I mean, it's been what, two weeks, four weeks since you were here. Yeah, something like that. Four weeks. I don't even know. Time flags way too fast. Time flies when you're understaffed. <laughs> that is the <laughs> truth. You guys, you guys are having COVID issues, right? Oh, yeah. We are having quite the outbreak and it's just taking out my team one by one. We're vaccinated or not, everyone's dropping like flies and it's, it's spreading everywhere. But it's not just our property. I've heard it's everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it still blows my mind is the, what's the word I'm looking for? The defiance that people have that it, it's still a hoax <laughs> virus and see that like online and on tv i i don't really talk to many individuals that actually believe that i have gotten it in person really recently like in the last month or so um so the brand that i'm at right now masks are not required but you can you can still wear one if you feel more comfortable wearing a mask had a guy that came in that you know we've still got plexiglass shields up and everything else really Mm mm-hmm and the guy pitched a fit saying that this is all bullshit and why do you still do this? This is all a hoax. It's always been a hoax. It's never been real. Oh, see, I guess because of the city I'm in that is very heavily leaning towards that area, we got rid of all the masks and the plexiglass very probably too early on. Staff were honestly uncomfortable, mm. but that was just the city and the area that we're in. So they did that. But I do remember back when we we're still wearing masks. Uh, we would have guests that would berate people for still wearing a mask. Even though mm-hmm. you're not wearing one, I'm not making you wear one, but it's somebody would still choose to wear it and they'd say, what's wrong with you? And like lay into them. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind even to this day. Utterly blows. Oh, oh, manifesto checked out. Oh, <laughs> okay. So in that, epi- that was, that was, uh, in episode four. Okay. Yeah. No. Three. That was episode three, the manifesto. Yeah. So catch us up on what happened with her. Okay. So uh, manifesto checked out and she tried to extend many times and uh, we told her no. And I made sure all the staff was aware that we were not extending her reservation. And so she would try to, and this just happened to be over 4th of July weekend. And so we said, sorry, we're busy due to the holiday. Uh, we do not have any rooms. And so we just blamed the holiday and just hope she would kind of just, you know, fade away into the night. But she literally went up to every single staff member hoping for a different answer. And every one of them was like, nope, we don't have any rooms. Later, and then we told all the reservations agents, because we do all of our reservations on site, is nobody extend her and just say, oh, I apologize. We, we're not able to extend to a reservation. I can go ahead and connect you to the director of security or the director of front office to um, if you would like more information. And uh, she, so she did that. She called multiple times and was trying to make a reservation and they gave her the same information and said, oh, it looks like due to several incidents while you stayed at the property, the hotel has chosen no longer to welcome you at the resort. And she threw a fit, 
she tried to talk to different people and so it ended up being connected to me and she's like um yeah and she like plays all fake again she's like i wanted to make a reservation be like hi yes is this miss or you know whatever smith miss is this miss smith and she's like yes we're like oh i apologize i i was told that you were spoken to by one of the agents but due to some of the issues that you experienced during your last day we will no longer be welcoming you back She's like, that's ridiculous. Uh, she's like, your hotel is run by psychopaths. There are a lot of psychopaths that work there, and you must be one of them. And then hung up on me. So that was cool. Because you're a psychopath for asking her to clean up after her dog poops in the lobby? Yeah, and you know, not yell at people and treat others with respect and not let her dog bark all night long and disturb everyone around her. And I said, I'm like, oh, I even said, would you like me to go through some of the incidents that occurred during your stay? No. <laughs> well, maybe if you would have changed the oxygen in her room, you wouldn't have had that problem Gosh, at all. darn it. I left my oxygen tank in my car. <laughs> <laughs> but so that happened, right? And so about maybe a week later, uh, it was probably even just a few days, she came into the hotel overnight at around 2, 3 a.m. and tried to check, in, check into a room. And the night auditor refused to check her into a room and said, I'm sorry, one, it's 2, 3 a.m., there's no rooms. Two, I don't have a reservation for you. She's like, well, I just want to check in. And he said, I I don't have anything. So then she proceeded to go into the lobby and slept in the lobby all night long. And we, talking about staffing issues, we have security. They're there 24 hours a day. We have a a big security team. Uh, The newbies were on the evening and apparently you know, front desk calls to get security to go and they go over to her and they kind of just look, she's sleeping and they just tell her, ma'am, um, you can't sleep. She's like, I'm not sleeping. I'm listening to music, but they never kicked her out. Mm. So then I get a call. My front desk agent comes in at 6 30 AM calls me on my cell phone at 6 30 AM wakes me up and they're like, Hey, um, yeah, miss Smith is here. She's trying to check into her room. She's been here since like two, three AM and she's sleeping in the lobby. Can we call the police? Yes. <laughs> I said, uh, Yeah. I said, security hasn't already? She's like, no, um, I, I don't think they know what to do. And I said, please call the police. I will be in there shortly. The police came, literally told her she had to leave. She couldn't loiter. She did not have a reservation. She wasn't welcome on property. And then she's like, no, I want to stay here, this and that. They're like, they said, you're not welcome here and you don't have a reservation. You need to leave. And she's like, fine. And she walks out and the police are literally following her to make sure she leaves. And she's like, you can't follow me. <laughs> and said that to the police officers you can't follow me and the police officers um actually i can yeah we can arrest you if you don't leave yeah so they they almost arrested her they made sure she got off property then three days later crazy pants comes back comes to the valet stand oh oh because i forgot a part um when she was trying to check in she was telling some sad story about her dog and her car they got stolen Oh, is this along with her cell phone that her dog stole? Right. <laughs> so when she's trying to check in at 2, 3 a.m. and we tell her we're not honoring her, she's like, my dog got stolen. My car got stolen. So three days later, she comes back to valet to see if her car's there. What? So she had valeted her car. So it wasn't stolen. Hmm. It was here. And so she got the car. And I'm calling security. I'm like, um, Miss Smith is here. Do you guys want to make sure she... So they come and... They, well, they actually called the police to get her to come. But she had just didn't cause any more of stink and took her car and left. You know, the, you know what the real shame in all of this is, hmm. is that you had, when we were talking about this in that one episode is that you had shared that her daughter is aware of her diminished capacities. Yeah. And they haven't taken the steps to get her the help she needs. Well, okay. Speaking from personal experience. So I may, 
it's a lot harder sometimes said than done. Like if she hasn't been arrested, if she hasn't to actually, especially in California, it is so hard unless you want to go get help. Nobody can make you get help. True. Even if you're diminished capacity, if she was, (laughs) unfortunately, I know this from experience because of what my significant other does. If she can't, a family member can't check her in to a mental health facility without her permission. Right. And and I'm not saying that they need to go that far. They need to be a they need to play a more active role in her life. Yeah. And who knows what her family has tried to do or has done, but what I want to know is how she has all this money. She's mm. driving a nice car. She's affording our hotel for as many nights as she wants. And again, we're not cheap. How, what, who gave crazy this unlimited spending budget? Well, let's let's go easy with the crazy word. All right, don't cut that clap. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. Who gave this lady this spending budget? <laughs> right. We're a lot more expensive than rent. She's gone. And her little dog, too. <laughs> In the basket on the front of her bike. <laughs> yep. Free Toto. <laughs> I don't really have anything else at the moment. No, just everyone remember to set your own wake-up calls on your phone using this really cool thing called an alarm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's probably already set on a normal cycle yeah be nice to other humans mm, be nice it's oh it's it's definitively underrated yeah and tip your front desk agent I'm just kidding <laughs> just, instead of bartender we'll tip them too yeah you could tip them and your housekeeper guys actually if you're gonna tip someone it should be your housekeeper oh god you know that, that is, job is hard yeah do you make your bed every day no yeah but our team does and not just in a normal way, we just, you know, put the sheet over and no, they tuck it and get, oh my gosh. It's all stretched out. It's all perfectly done. The pillows, yeah. taking off that pillowcase and putting on three more. Oh, tip your housekeeper. Yes. A lot. Because they put their hands in 17 different toilets every day mm-hmm. and make 17 different beds. Not in that order. <laughs> at least they're not supposed to <laughs> yeah, no order order is very important yes it is toilets are done after your beds with different cleaning instruments and fun gloves. fact yes so be nice please all right well let's end this here then for this evening all right miss b always a pleasure thank can't, you for having me can't Lots wait to have you back again if you're listening to this in brussels because somebody is we want to say thank you for uh listening to us from halfway around the world we appreciate you yeah we do more episodes are on the way if you're in the service industry and you have a funny story you'd like to share we'd love to share it uh we'll give you some shout outs and a little bit of credit you're you don't have to use your real name <laughs> you can make up a name <laughs> if you like um you can email us at tales from the service industry at gmail.com um you can find us on instagram you can find us on tiktok you can listen to us on whatever your favorite streaming platform is from itunes to amazon to spotify you name it we're there and we'll see you again in two weeks thanks for listening <laughs>